Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder film Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. I'm Dave Pals of Five Minutes of Mystery. Hey, Dave. Glad to have you back here on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah How's your 4th of July going? Oh, it's going good, as long as the weather is held up and or. Uh, <laughs> I will be having, hopefully, fun at a pool, as long as that party has has gone through yes or no <laughs> i just have just to cover I, all the bases i there. cover it all bases <laughs> yeah i ate one on or this two, <laughs> i ate one two or three many hot dogs yeah. on this rainy and or sunny day <laughs> celebrating the birth of our nation oh boy and yeah we're celebrating with putting a crazed man in a, in a crazy house <laughs> mm-hmm where we all belong. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all, yeah, we all belong in there with them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is the 4th of July, Minute 98, Wednesday. And it starts with police removing Warshock's face and ends with the psychiatrist asking for cooperation. This uh, whole peeling is the, the mask back always makes me think of uh, the movie Face Off with <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage, you know, Travolta. I'm going to take his face off. <laughs> Does oh. that hand motion? <laughs> take his face off. Oh man, I am because of Minute, Minute Impossible too. I have been bothering John and Chris. I'm like, gotta do a hiatus about Face Off. You mm. gotta <laughs> do it. Absolutely. I hope they do. Um, boy. But um, so yeah, you, you have him. Yeah, you have him captured, and it is it is a great uh. It is a great shot. Uh, did uh, did was it? It's Jack. It's, it's Jack. Jackie Earl. I can't ever pronounce it. It's Jackie Earl Haley. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he, um, do you like he like dyed his hair red to play the character, right? Because is he normally redhead? I'm thinking it's a wig because I've seen enough like behind the scenes pictures of him, and he's near like nearly bald or. You know, uh, receding hair, okay, uh, or very short hair. So okay. I've seen him for sure, basically with no hair. And I think that's kind of how he operated under the mask, and then for scenes like this, and then throughout the the rest of the movie when he has the mask off, I think it's uh, some kind of hair appliance. Okay, and it's a homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can finally reveal who Rorschach is. The end is nigh. It's that guy that we saw way back when. I just, uh, you know, honestly, I, it's it's funny to I forget about that. That like I know, like you, because like, yeah, you saw you, you watch the movie, you read the comics, you, yeah, 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 Rorschach, yeah, he's a crazy, he's a crazy paranoid uh, guy who walks the streets. But you're like, yeah, in the context of the film, you have not seen who he is right yeah and you're like oh crap yeah he's a he's that background character that's been like walking around the comic book the, the newsstand yeah yeah it's funny because i was preparing notes you know for uh tomorrow's minute or maybe it was fridays and i was just talking about how great you know jackie earl haley was in a particular scene and it was like Oh yeah, this is the first time. It's not the first time we've seen him, but it's the first time we'll see him in context of this is Rorschach, you know. And so it was like, oh yeah, I didn't even 
take notes on the unmasking because it just seemed so like, oh yeah, this is this is what happens. He gets unmasked. <laughs> Not a big deal, but it really is a, you know, it, obviously the, I think the movie. I don't know. I would not be surprised to find out if no one was surprised at who this guy was under the mask. I mean, they've pretty much, I think, established who Rorschach is prior to this. But uh, yeah, what his outfit when he's when he's walk working the sign? What is he? He's not wearing the same jacket, is he? He's not wearing the jacket, or I don't even think he's wearing the same suit because he's really not even. And he's pretty, you know, dirty and and gross when he's in homeless mode. Yeah. Which I've now kind of accepted. That's that's just Rorschach in under. That's Rorschach undercover. Okay. That's okay. Good. No. That's his matches balloon character. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's what I want to talk about. Now that we okay, we can now work back to those minutes that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's in when he's in homeless crazed sign mode. I don't. Yeah, I saw him as he's using it to hide in plain sight to to yes. to, to watch people. I think so. Yeah, because I see him as the same way. The you ever watch the movie M, the old German noir film M? No, sounds vaguely familiar, but it's really cool. I I recommend it. It's I think it's considered one of the first like noir films. But the movie, in short, the film is about it's it's like nineteen thirties Germany, and there's a child murderer somewhere in like Berlin. And so this child, no one can catch this child murderer. Like, like he's so good that like people are losing their kids and they like never hear from him again. And maybe they find the body and they can't find who the killer is. It gets to the point where no one is like going out at all. Like it's a, the city's in virtual complete lockdown mode. Everybody's scared of like their kids going to get kidnapped on the street. So, then the, the the movie then shifts to the mob, and the mob is like, "Hey, everybody's not doing anything. We're all losing money because no one's trusting like the police to handle this. Uh-huh. To like, so we're gonna have to handle this ourselves because because like it's that this whole city's gonna shut down, and we're not gonna be making any money. No one's gonna be going out doing anything. So they're like, well, all right, fine, but we don't know who this guy is either. We don't, and we can't get police contacts." to like give us any evidence. So what they do is they essentially have an open audition or say we want the homeless and they get all the homeless in and say, yeah, yeah we're going to feed you. We're going to get you some, we'll get you some food and stuff. And what they do is we're say they, they give them the plan and say, you are now the eyes and ears of the city. And we know you where you're, and we're going to organize you. And they organize the homeless and they say, this is the block you're going to walk. Okay, and here's the change. You're not going to spend this on anything except the phone, and you're going to call this line when you see something. And so they have this. So essentially, they essentially have put security cameras now on every on every street corner in in, in the city. Yeah. And it's and so I'm gonna, I, I'm going to I'm not going to tell the ending, but I will say is that uh, a homeless guy sees a guy pretty much like steal a kid out of friendliness. He's like, oh, come here, like I'll, oh, come on, let's go like this and that, and he's like. Oh, this is the guy. Like he just like he's like this is the guy, and so he's he's following him. Like oh, I'm just a homeless guy wandering my own business, and he's watching the whole time. And what happens? He's gonna he's gonna lose him. He knows he's gonna lose him in a crowd. 
And so what he does is he gets a piece of chalk and he writes on his hand and then he slips and he hits the back of his shoulder. Oh, sorry, sir. Uh, I'm just a homeless guy. And then he Mm. goes off and there's a giant white M on the back of this guy's jacket now. And then he calls and then he's like, I think this is the guy I put. I marked him with an M. And then Mm. so and then so essentially all the homeless guys are like watching this guy now. And it's like they all got eagle eye and they're all like, all right, there he is. And they're all like going to the phone, calling in his position of like where he's going to go. So. I think in short, essentially, this is what Rorschach does. He just, in plain sight, I'm a crazy homeless guy. I'm I'm holding this sign. But he's not making, you know, like Rorschach doesn't scream. He doesn't get on soapboxes. He doesn't get a squawk box or a loudspeaker. You know, he just kind of walks the streets. And he's probably, yeah, you're right. He's probably just pacing. And then he waits in the alleyways. And then when he sees that something happened, he, you're right. He goes, right, dumpster dives, grabs his outfit. Grapple hooks up and he's and he's going to beat somebody down. Yeah, I think it's it helps him to get around and, and he can be basically present for uh, Eddie's funeral. Um, he's there watching you know, Lori and Dan like leaving the Gunga Diner like we saw last week. You know, he's able to keep tabs on people. Dan even gives them an eye. You know, gives you know, kind of. Yeah, like, it's like I think I saw that guy last week out at, yeah, out at the the funeral. God, that is yeah. They don't know who he is either, do they? Right. Holy crap! I I always forget that that he's always kept the mask on. He's never not shown himself. God, that is so man, he plays. Yeah, he plays a role. <laughs> yeah, and I like. I think the the book had a really a big impact when I first read it, and. You know, hit that spot of, of pulling the mask off and then you start to think, oh, I saw that same character I saw at the news uh, newsstand. And then you start thinking about it and it's like, oh, wait, this guy was even goes even further back. And then you find like he's he's right, right there on the first page of the book, you know, that, that whole time. So pretty crazy. But so, I mean, he's obviously so they're putting him in jail now. You know, they're putting him in the in big old cell block. I'm guessing he's refused a lawyer. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I don't know if he's even said anything to police. I think mean, he might have taken the, you know, had the right to remain silent line to to, mm-hmm. to the T. Because I'm very yeah. curious, like, they, you know, they, they obviously are going to go over, you know, there's no, we don't ever see him in front of a judge. We don't see him in any, you know, there's no, like, courtrooms. It's just like, you know, and what would it be? It would be like the judge being like, yeah, we got you on suspect of this guy's murder, that guy's murder, beating up this pimp, this, you know, just like going down this rap sheet. Like, what do you have to say? Guilty, non guilty. And he just doesn't say anything. The guy's like, <sighs> well, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to lock you up for what we got. Yeah. Um, before we hit, well, it's kind of like as we're in the prison, we see the, uh, you know, his mugshot on the newscaster. On on TV, and we see this newscaster talking about. Um, they identify him as Walter Kovacs, thirty five year old white male, and it says little is known about Kovacs, but he was charged with the murder of one Edgar J- Jacoby. It's interesting that they don't name him as Moloch, but I think I think I think the reason they do that is they don't want any sympathy or like, like retribution. Mm. Like what if somebody sure. was ruined? Like somebody's life was ruined by Moloch in some past life. And so they don't really know what happened to Moloch. They think, Oh, he probably went to jail and et cetera, et cetera. And he's gone now. And so they said like a Moloch, people go, 
Oh, he's the guy who got Moloch. All right. right. And I don't think they want to have that any fan base. They want to like paint it as he murdered an old innocent man and not like, oh, he went after some guy who years ago was causing havoc, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, well, is this uh, state run TV then? <laughs> oh, I mean, because why? Why would why would uh, a, a, a reputable <laughs> uh, news program think that way? I mean, it's clearly a yeah, it's a news station that doesn't have any sympathy for heroes or vigilantism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be it's Nixon's America. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the mugshot that we see on the t- on the screen has this picture and a number underneath it. And the number is 62186, which, I mean, I want it to have some significance, but to me it's another mystery to solve because I can't find any clue as to what this number is. If if anything, um, I looked up, you know, June 21st, 1986 and didn't see anything that, you know, significant as far as what I would assume would be significant to, to the character, the anything like that. Um, I didn't think to go back. Maybe it's something that happened in 1886. Who knows? So the closest thing I can, I can come up with is, is just the numbers themselves being, somewhat symmetrical in a yeah. sense the six on each end and then and this is something i do i i, I think about this thing when i see numbers <laughs> strung together but then the then the the next two in from each side is a two and an eight they add they add they add up to ten and then you got the one in the middle it's like a, it's like a dividing line yeah so in a way symmetrical but another way not and it's kind of maybe it could be chosen for that reason and to show, well, things might appear symmetrical on the outside, but. Well, when didn't Watchmen come out in like in the, late, the mid to late 80s? It came out in 86, but it was like September of 86 and then it went into 87. Maybe it's it, maybe it's like a behind the scenes date of like when Alan Moore did something or. Right. I thought about that when a publication when, you know, some early publication relating to the Watchmen. You know, sure. some some real Easter egg stuff that like yeah like that like you you got to be that one guy at the right Comic Con the one year to hear about right yeah yeah well and if it's a September month on the on the comic I mean if you're saying yeah if you're saying it's coming out uh, that's that that generally means two months prior so that only takes you to July though <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost gets us there. To the date it could have maybe the first issue could have come out. Um. So one what thing. If, wait, wait. What if? What if? What if? Is this possibly hypothetically the quote birth date of of, of Rorschach? Maybe he like created this, like he finally figured out the name of the character. You know. But then again, why would Alan Moore like date this? This isn't like oh, I fell off the the, the sink and I hit my head and I thought the flux capacitor on this date. This. Like, Alan, yeah. Alan Moore's not going to say that. Like, oh, I right. remember the day when I created right. Warshack. It was June 21st. Blah, blah, blah. No, he's not going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marty! Marty! <laughs> Marty! <laughs> the actor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert. 
Um, so Dave, you may not be aware of this, but I like to keep track of uh, the places we visit in this movie. Okay. Um, I call it the watch, the watchman walking tour. And uh, way back in minute 53, we visit Malik's apartment and he's flipping through his mail after the, uh, the funeral. And we see, uh, I think it's a check from pyramid, I think, but it's got his address on it, which hmm. is three zero six West 43rd street. And, uh, which is like roughly midtown Manhattan, kind of near Times square. Mm-hmm. But the newscaster here in this minute says that Ed- Edgar Jacoby was found shot in the head in his home in the Bronx, which is nowhere near West 43rd street. Weird. Why? Yeah. yeah. So somebody messed up and that's not, you know, I, I have not found, I don't think anyone has really found a lot of mistakes in these in this movie i mean there i think might have been we had one with like the the assassin last week his his hat came off and then in another angle his hat was on and then it was off again so it's like there's little things like that but other than that there haven't been and that's that's a pretty good you know error as far as yeah we, we have his physical address in one scene and then we say later on that he was found dead in a completely different section of New York. So yeah, it's bothersome. I don't know why. Yeah. Like it's easy. Like it's, it's easy pickup shot. Like this, there's wasn't much of a set. You have a guy in a suit and a gray background. Really? There's, there's, yeah. Yeah. There's really nothing. Yeah. We don't even know who the guy's name is, you know? Oh, the newscaster. Yeah. yeah, he's played by Mark Doherty, who's like an actual newscaster in Vancouver. But it, and he's been in a couple other TV shows and movies, but basically as newscaster. So, which seems pretty common, I think, with uh, a lot of people who tend to play newscasters. It's because they are actually newscasters, and they tend to then be in several movies. You know kind of doing the same thing so it's yeah it's kind of like yeah i mean i'm not sure he has a big following or anything but i mean like for him if you're watching like i said you're watching a movie it takes place in america and there's something big going on who who are they going to use they're going to use a cnn probably they're going to go like they'll show wolf blitzer they'll show anderson cooper um i'm trying to think who they would show if it's a weather related they may show like al roker they would show a celebrity who's like, this is shorthand for the news of America. And you don't have to be like, well, who's this guy? Yeah. Like, oh, it's Anderson Cooper. Okay. You know, and they could be like, you know, crazy people are rising from the dead. You know, like, it's just, and you're like, oh, my God, Wolf Blitzer just said people rising from the dead. Honey. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you get newscasters because it's easy for them because they, they're looking at a camera all day anyway. And B, yeah at least for American audiences, depending on which, uh, yeah, which famous broadcaster you get, you get a nice shorthand of, of, of telling people this is the news and this is a trustworthy source. Yeah. I know there are two, like there's one New York based newscaster and one LA based newscaster that I can picture their faces. I can't recall their names, (laughs) but they do actually get uh, pretty regular work. They're almost like that guys, you know, like a, well, you know, you know all about that guys. You've got Steven Tobolowsky oh, yeah. in your movie. I mean, he he is the that guy. Yeah. 
Um, so they're kind of like that as far as newscasters go. Like I can picture their faces. They they pop up in in kind of they're not the in a movie where you have the the big CNN. Well, these guys are the local news type type newscasters. So, yo, what if I did a podcast and I called it Morse Code? And all I do is talk about each each episode. I don't talk about the whole movie. I just talk about it, the scenes, or depending if he's in the movie. And I just talk about David Morse. <laughs> yeah, he's a good that guy. I could do that for he you. He is, yeah. But he's one of those. He's easy to get confused with. Um, um <laughs> oh, what's his name? He's a that guy. He was in Gone in sixty seconds. Um, <sighs> Who are you thinking of? I'm going Who's to go on 60 seconds right now. Like, who is he confusing David Morse with now? Um, like, I know it's a different guy, but it's that same caliber of it's it's kind of like the Pullman versus Paxton kind mm-hmm. of thing, but with with David Morse and um, what is his? You're not name? thinking Robert Duvall, right? No, no, okay. no, no. David Morse. <sighs> Need to look up Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, and then we're going to edit this out later because we're just yeah. we're just padding time. Right. <laughs> And I just thought about doing another podcast, just putting that on the stack. <laughs> and I don't even know what, yeah, what is it? Do I do like, if he's in a cameo, just I just talk about the scene? Do, it's it's Will Patton. Will Patton. Yeah, let me. Oh. I think I can add it in the chat here. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was in Armageddon and. Yeah, yeah. And Remember yeah. the Titans? Yeah, the yeah. Punisher. Yeah, Will Patton and David Morse, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, from No Way Out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's... Oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I, I, damn, you gave me a podcast idea, and now it's like, I don't know when I'm going to do that. When am I doing that? I got to finish five minutes of measure before I even think about Morse code. <laughs> so... Um, one thing I want to know, we, we were in the prison and, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of leading, uh, Rorschach through the, this main hallway kind of thing. And do prisoners really throw trash like this that you see? <laughs> I've seen it in other movies where it's, um, and I don't know how common like an open concept prison is like this with like a big main, uh, hallway where people would have access to you know throw things down into like an open courtyard kind of thing like this but um it's like how much tra- yeah how much trash could you possibly have and uh yeah. you know I, I was actually you no know, i was actually trying to go with i i going at the beginning of our minute i was kind of thinking of, i had a little theory when he takes off his mask, he's got he's got the wound on his on his right upper right forehead and under his left eye. Yeah. But the wounds look worse when he's in when he's got that photo op taken. And it's like sure the bruising could have got worse, but I'm really curious if like the police were like, what if we gave him another hit there? You know? <laughs> like I'm kinda curious if the police were like, the cameras aren't on and they get like right. do another you know, they hit him with a phone book in the head or something to kind of exacerbate the wound. Like, oh no, he got that. We found him. Yeah. I could see rest. that. Throw him in the van on the on the way to the, or you know, the station or whatever, and probably maybe knock him around a little bit. Yeah. So, while he's in cuffs, you know. And, and going back to your trash line, I mean, it looks like they're throwing like 
I don't know, like the the books they got from the library or like, yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't even know if they give prisoners like newspapers. I'm not certain, but you're right. It's just like uh, loosely paper. I mean, if you said, oh, this guy, he uh, pooped in his hand and threw it at him. I believe it. I would be like, yeah, if I was a crazed man in prison and there was another crazed man who put me in prison and beat me up, I, I'd poop in my hand and throw it at him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sure. I'd go on record and say I would do that. <laughs> I think it's really interesting is, I, don't, I mean, look, we'll cut to the, you know, we're cutting to the next scene. I'm jumping ahead. But when we go into the, 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 uh, the psychiatrist, it feels like it gives me this vibe that almost no time has passed. Yeah. Um, I'm actually trying to get a good look and I don't want to go into tomorrow's minute, but I'm like, he still probably has the wounds on his face, right? Like, Oh yeah. I'm like, pretty sure that he, it's like they almost like they call the psychiatrist up that night. and like, come down to the prison right now. What? We got Rorschach. Yeah, they seem to be processing him very quickly. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe they like they kind of jumped the legal system and they went no no court. It's like we we'll right to jail and then see if we can put him in a psych ward. Hmm. Like it's like we'll throw him in lockup, get him in there first, and then let then let due process figure him out later. Rather than charge him and then throw him in, they're just like yeah, we got him on the murder. Throw him in the jail and we'll let the shrink come in. Um, backing up a little bit, the, the this prison is actually meant to be uh, Sing Sing Correctional Facility, which you know, real real prison in upstate New York. Or oh, I think it's uh, where, where is it? Because I I was north of of Manhattan, but I got I got this book up on uh, Amazon that I that I read many many years ago called uh, oh, New yeah? Jack. Guardian Sing Sing, okay. and it's uh, the the author had gone under. Well, I don't know if how just how undercover, but somewhat undercover, I think, as a uh, corrections officer, CO. Okay. But yeah, just just where Sing Sing and Asanine is. Yeah, it's a little beyond me. Hey, it says it's I... located about thirty miles north of New York City on the east bank of on the Hudson River. Um, they, for the sh- filming location for this, they turned an old, uh, Domtar paper mill up in Vancouver, um, into this prison. So they, you know, obviously added the, some bars and stuff like that. But I, I remember seeing like one of the behind the scenes, um, one of the video journals, like it did have that, like that open, big open area on the, in one floor. So they were able to look down on the floor below. So that gives it that, uh, open concept, like, like we have when he's walking through here. So, and then they also use the same building in, uh, as Dr. Manhattan's lab. So I think that's probably the space that allowed them to have the height to, to make it appear as, as if there's like a 60 foot Manhattan in the, in the lab alongside his giant uh, machinery that he was building. So, so is there, I mean, I, I'm kind of curious if, if they caught him in, uh, you think if they caught him, do you get caught in the Bronx or get caught in Midtown? We don't know. <laughs> right. But I was kind of curious is like, when, why not throw him on Rikers? Mm. You know, I mean like right. that's in that's off of Brooklyn, right? Or Bronx. That's like near the airport and stuff. So it's like Yeah, that's yeah. If they want to get him in jail before the night's over, why not just like go over there, just throw him, you know, cross the mm. cross the river and put him there? 
Um, but yeah, yeah that's it's a good like, point. Yeah, like I feel like yeah, when you when you have New York and the prisons, yeah, you're right. It's like Sing Sing or Rikers. That's like I feel like I feel like I don't know when it comes to comic books. I feel like in Marvel, I feel like Rikers is used a lot as like shorthand for prison in the Marvel universe. Do they use Rikers or is that the one? Which one uses Strikers? Strikers? I don't they? I, I think you're right. I think Marvel does use Rikers. And yeah. then I want to say someone made a fake, you know. I remember Rikers Island because I remember a few, yeah, New York characters based. And I remember there's an entire set. There's an entire Punisher miniseries where he purposely got caught in Rikers oh, because he wanted. Good issue. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm going to kill them all in the prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that. He's just like, no, no, no. I'm going to kill all the mob bosses in Rikers. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Okay, Strikers Island yeah. is the name of a fictional prison in DC Comics. DC. Now, where okay. is that related to? Because I assume, um, I assume Blackhand is like the East Coast, and maybe they'll use Strikers somewhere else. Says the name is a play on the similarly located Rikers Island in New York. So similarly located. Yeah, it's so it it's basically just standing in for Rikers. <sighs> okay, so is. And so I'm guessing that means that it's tech. If we're Maybe. if we're using DC comic universe lore, that puts that puts Strikers off the coast of Metropolis. Oh, yep. And yep. then That's and then Blackgate is essentially New Jersey. Uh, Blackgate is Gotham, which is considered like Jersey City, North Jersey. So, me essentially, those prisons are close to each other. They're 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 yeah. they're not far at all. Okay. Yeah, I read further, and it does say that it's uh it's. It's like as Rikers is off of New York, Strikers is off of Metropolis. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, same thing. I don't want to get a big D. I don't want to get a BC. We could talk later about it, but it's just like, what happens on the West Coast in DC Comics? I don't hear about it at all. Like, nah. Like, who handles that? Who handles the LA equivalent of, of DC Universe? Like I oh, mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't hear too much about it in Marvel either. I feel like uh, like everything is like yeah, New York based in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it, it cuts to either either like it cuts to like we're in New York or it's like some international shield thing, and we're now in the <laughs> we're in some Eastern Black country of uh, consonant vowel consonant, and uh, you know Doctor Doom's screwing around with something. Yeah. No, he's invading some miscellaneous country. We got to stop him. But uh, uh, right. so so yeah, he's, he's in he's in Sing Sing, and yeah. So as I say, we're like what we're assuming right now is same night he's then rushed. They put him right. In, they they, t- they don't even take him to a cell, or they put right. him in a cell. Then they call the the shrink, and they say, "Come on down. We need you to to get your notes ready." Eric, what do you got? No, uh, yeah, for today. Um... I mean, then this is going back even further. Um, just as far as that, that when that TV screen shows up, yeah, I almost want it to be, uh, you know, s- someone that knows Rorschach that's watching it. I want it to pan around and we can see Dan or someone, oh, like him. That's why. I'm, that's what kind of why I'm, I'm expecting each time I watch it. Mm. Until I watched it enough and it got yeah. to the point where, okay, I know what's happening, but I still have right. it in the back of my head. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool to see yeah. Dan, you know, or Dan and Hollis, you know, having their beer yeah, and right. then they see 
they see the same footage. Yeah, actually, I kind of like that. Have them, and then it cuts back to this camera, and then we pan into the prison. That would actually be kind of yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Um, because you kind of give them more of a passage of time because this does feel very rushed. Like the police yeah. were like, boom, we got him. Like, like just put him in the paddy wagon, let's go. <laughs> right. And I actually I was kind of thinking about it, going over when they, they pan the cameras. It's like Rorschach looking at that camera kind of makes it like, man, he's so paranoid. He knows when people are watching the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, no, this is my question because I don't think we're going to see these guys in the next minute. When we open the interview chamber, I assume this is, could be a two, uh, like a one-way mirror kind of thing. But who do you think those two men are who are watching the thing? I, I, my guess is, and maybe you know, but my guess is it's the warden and the mayor. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, like governor and the warden or, yeah, warden and the mayor. Or, yeah. It's like, get the official down. We need, like, an official on this. Like the, yeah. the, the warden's like, I got him, man. We got yeah. him. He's he's This guy's Red Bull A number yeah. one. We can't mess anything up. This all has to go perfectly. Yeah, because he, yeah. he knows. He knows we got about 400 guys in Gen Pop who want to rip him in half. Mm-hmm. We got, we got yeah, all these, like, yeah, we got so many nut jobs on the street who look to this guy as, like, you know, this guy's, like, the leader of our crazy group. So, yeah, if, you know, we... we they know that if yeah they play this wrong, they're gonna have a media outlet backlash or, you know, they probably got yeah whoever whoever's signed the Keen Act, they need somebody on hand to to, to officiate that too. Yeah, because I'm saying like I'm trying to think like he's really the only he's probably the last he is probably the like you know when they did the Keen Act, you're right, probably a lot of people did call it. You know, they took the I'll take the retirement and they, and they just go off. And this is probably the one guy who's been who's bucked that the, the system that long, and so it's kind sure. of like now that we got him, we got to make sure, yeah, we get all the red tape right. So it's like, oh, he's probably crazy. Let's get a psychiatrist out. Let's get this in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's pretty much my yeah my last minutes was that was that like we because like I assume there's also a cam- we don't see but I assume there's a camera somewhere like recording this and it's kind of like they're kind of it's almost like they're kind of expecting that scene like when you watch terminator and like sarah connor's like smoking a cigarette in the corner and she's like mm, no yeah. you don't get it man we're all dead man the trans the, the terminators man you me him we're all dead we're all dead she's like yes yeah, screaming it cuts to him like yeah she was uh very <laughs> <ill>. <laughs> um yeah at some point i don't know which minute um it's this week you do see kind of a, a blurry in the background there's like a little red light behind Good. i think kind of behind the therapist or psychiatrist uh, um so the, yeah at some point there is a camera in the room with them um one of my last things for this one is just to point out that between um them leading rorschach here into the prison and and like they uh, you see the, I think it's when the jail door, yeah, the jail cell door closes, kind of you see it pass in front of Rorschach's face. Um, then it cuts to a stack of newspapers, which, and this is going into like the ultimate cut. Uh, so the difference between the director's cut that we've got here and then the ultimate cut would have who signed off on inserted. The what's that? Who saw, who, what I mean is who signed off on the ultimate cut is like the ultimate cut. Just Warner brothers. Like we want like more money, please. Um, I think there was enough, uh, interest in, I mean, they are already, obviously they were working on the black freighter animated stuff. So mm-hmm. at some point someone said, well, let's put them all together. True. True. Um, so yeah, they, they 
we see the the door pass by, door closes on Rorschach, and then the, the stack of newspapers drops onto the the sidewalk outside the newsstand. And it's the cover of the New York Gazette, which reads Rorschach revealed body found at scene of arrest. And then obviously it has more articles kind of relating to that. And then um, old Bernie picks it up and says that, you know, kind of points out that, you know, that they've seen this guy, like he's one of his, you know, customers. And like, he usually has sort of an intuition about these kinds of things. And it's like kind of as if he would have, like, why didn't I see it? Or why didn't I realize it? That kind of thing. And then you've got young Bernie, you got Jesse Reed, who says he's standing next to old Bernie and says, you know, I thought the dude, I thought that dude would be bigger. And then they, they talk a little bit more. And then that's when uh, young Bernie kind of walks off with his comic book and sits down. And that's when we transition into the animation. And at this point, that's the, the Mariner is on his raft and he's starving. He's thirsty. And he tells himself that, like he can drink you know, just so much seawater per day without getting dehydrated. And then like his dead first mate starts talking to him and telling him that he's starting to go mad. And so it's, I forgot it, it, about that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a good little section of the, the animation. Um, so that's, and then it like opens back up when we see the curtains open on that two way mirror um, with the psychiatrist and Rorschach. That's when it cuts back into the, the uh, director's cut. Well, I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go. Let's meet back tomorrow, man. Like, I don't have to ask me. I'm ready to talk, ready to talk more Rorschach. <laughs> well, do you want to uh, tell us what your history is with uh, Watchmen? Sure. I don't think I started until I think what it was is that the trailer came out. I know a damn thing. And the trailer came out. I, other than like, I remember I was getting, the, when I was reading some comics in high school, I was mostly reading vigilante stuff in, in high school. Like I was reading Punisher. I was reading Daredevil. I got, I was doing Spider-Man for a while, but I think I got bored with Spider-Man after a while after like they kept killing and bringing back Mary Jane. I got, I hit a, I hit a break point. So I was like, let me switch to something else. So I did. Yeah. I was doing Punisher. I was doing um, Daredevil. And I remember this trailer came out and my one friend who read it, he, um, he wasn't even a big comic book guy, but I guess he heard about it through other writers and stuff. And he's like, Oh man, you got to read this. And, Oh yeah, you're like Rorschach. He's like the Punisher, but he's like crazy. I went, ah, I'll give it a shot. So that's that was that Rorschach actually was the 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 selling point that got me interested in in, in reading the Watchmen. And so yeah, I remember reading the Watchmen. I, I yeah, I really did like it. Um, and I, I do have the Blu-ray. I probably have the Dark Scott Blu-ray somewhere. Um, but I don't think I have. I don't think I have the Ultimate Cut because I never saw the animated Black Freighter. What I did was I got the I got the motion comic. Oh, okay. And I'd watch the. I'd watch. Actually, I probably watch the motion comic more than I've, I've actually seen the movie. I actually hmm. kind of like. I like watching it. It's kind of like a little mini series to myself, where I would like. I'd watch. I'd watch one of the issues every night. I kind of. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. like, I, so I kind of treat myself to it, or I do it every week, and I kind of make it a little thing. So I probably, yeah, I probably seen the movie maybe like maybe four or five times, but I probably done like, I probably done a few runs of the of the motion comic about maybe about half a dozen times. Um, you know, I would like probably skip around like, oh, I want to watch this issue again. I really like this. I like how I like, I like you get the little both words. You get the little motion, but you get the actual like to see the panel. Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's very colorful, whereas he's Snyder's kind of muted the colors in this. You get to see more of the bright sure. oranges and yellows and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, 
Yeah, I do. I do kind of miss the color from the book. Yeah, and 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 coming up to current times, like I am reading the Doomsday comics, but like I said, like it's just like I'm reading the way you would read fan fiction. I'm not being like, <laughs> "Whoa, what's going on?" I'm just like, "All right," like because it's just kind of hard. Like it's so. It's like I hey like I can't blame Warner Brothers. They want to you want to make money. You want to sell comics. You want with the universe we live in now, you, everything's got to get connected somehow. So you, you you find a way. You find a way to connect Superman and Batman into and, and Flash into the universe with with these characters. And you get to have yourself a you get to play on with the sequel and and then yeah, I'm sure you guys talked about it that they're they're working on a, a new an HBO oh, yeah. original. Oh, take yeah. on Watchmen, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, but comics right now that I'm reading, and I rarely like, uh, I just finished last night. I, I, I've been doing, I do comicsology on my phone because it's, oh, yeah. I just, I, I, the comic book store near me, I used to go there, but it closed. The guy retired. He's like, yeah, I'm out of the game. The second town over I went to, the guy had his cat like everywhere. His cat is just, <laughs> it just, the place smells of cat dander. I can't do it. And it's like, no, this place is scummy. I can't do this. So I just been comicsology, and so I just finished up "Killer Be Killed" uh, by Ed Brubacker, and that's cool. If you want essentially like more Rorschach, t- go that way. Is all I'm gonna say is pick up that issue. That's about a guy who lives in New York, and he, you know he's got that same just attitude of Rorschach, and, po- and it's like it plays on possibly a demon is making him become a vigilante, but it's a lot of monologue. It's a lot of um, him talking to you, the, the reader. Um, so if you, I, I recommend if you want to kind of like, you like, Oh, I want more Rorschach. I would actually recommend pick up killer be killed. They just, he just finished up the, the issue yesterday. 20, it's only 20, up 20 issues. So it's not really cool. that long. Uh, yeah, thanks for the, the recommendation. I recommend. Yes. If you're in a mood for that, recommend that, uh, ghostbusters, the new con, the comics are fun. The new ghostbusters comics, because they get to play around with all the universes. They get to have all the, they've recently been having all the ghostbusters, both the new movies, old movies, cartoons, Huh. They, uh, they just, it's been, they, it's just so fun. So super fun. I met the, I met the, uh, the artist over at, um, wizard world in Philly, uh, last year. It was all fun. Uh, I even met Bob Gale too. I got him to sign, um, the back to the future comic. Oh. Um, uh, what else? What else? No, cool. I'm, no, I got one more. I got one more thing. Hold on. Oh, the new Batman. Have you guys been reading the new Tom King Batman? No, I'm, I'm so behind on all comics. Oh that... man. That, I said, the, uh, I said, I started picking up Tom King's Batman. Very good. Tom, everything Tom King has written, read it. That's all I gotta say. Everything Tom King is writing, read it. He's the, the, the vision, Batman, uh, his, 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 uh, his, his pseudo based on a true story of when he was working for the CIA sheriff of Babylon. Um, God, uh, Mr. Miracle. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Mm. All you comic heads, pick it up. Yeah, there's all my comic plugs. Okay. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've met Tom King. Ooh. Uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh man, five or so years ago, and uh, he has he has a novel. I haven't read it yet. Uh, a once crowded sky. I'm wondering, I'm curious what it's about. It's it's a heroy thing, that's for sure. Okay. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, and I have all those Batman issues, but I haven't gotten around to read them except right now with the. Uh, this uh, Fourth of July, uh, Batman, Catwoman, Dude, wedding. Yeah. So I am, I am reading uh, the the supplemental extra stuff and the lead up here. You, I have no interest in that. Oh I, no, I'm I'm telling you, he's doing it right. Like he's not just rushing to it, man. The whole issue where he goes like 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 Talia Al Ghul 
is by like I don't know NATO and or Superman. Like she's only allowed to exist in this canyon because she's so deadly or something. Like she's it's like almost like a prison, but it's her own prison in like the desert or something. I, I don't know. I don't know at all. But he goes there straight up, pretty much to like ask for like ask for her permission, and 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 her and Catwoman get in a cool sword fight. I swear, man. It's super. It's just all these, all all these new Cat, Tom King Batman's. I tell you, they're so worth it. I not, I never really read Batman before, but I started with him because I I loved his vision. I loved uh, when he did when he did vision. I loved the, the Sheriff of Babylon. I hope that gets made into a HBO series at one point. I hope so. Um, and his Mister Miracle is amazing. Oh, I can't tell. I can't say. Enough, right. I can't say enough fun things about it. It's a good time. It's good. Time, Scott. I'm I I, I kind of I, I, other than a few Punisher comics and stuff from Marvel, I've been actually turning more into a DC boy right now. Yeah, I I was always a Marvel uh, reader as a kid, um, basically because of Spider Man, and then um, I started reading a lot more DC kind of when I got older. But then I've sort of found a, a balance between both, but now I'm basically I've got uh, the Marvel Comics Un- Unlimited app Ooh. on my phone and so I'm just going through and reading all the old Spider-Man stuff mm. and then after that I'll probably start reading a lot more old. I want to read some old Doctor Strange and yeah. uh, stuff like that that I've never read before so I'm, I'm deep into Marvel, Marvel right now. So <laughs> Yeah, my dad always talks about it. every time we talk about Marvel movies and stuff. He's all he's always like, "Oh yeah, I got the first few issues of uh, Hulk and stuff." Like he's got all he's got all the great Hulk issues. Nice, but like, yeah, we we got to work on like seeing who we can sell them to because they're all like because apparently the long story short, in, when he grew up in Camden, apparently a lot of the, pop, the 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 stores they would sell the comic to you cheaper, but they would take the cover off so they can do a damage <laughs> claim. Yep. So my dad was poor, so he would just go, fine, I'm broke. I'll I'll, I'll buy the, the comic at half price. So he, yeah, my dad's like, I got all these comics, but like they don't really have any of the covers on it because we were too goddamn broke to buy like the new ones, so we'd buy the yeah. used up, beaten ones up. <laughs> and, then just, yeah. and then I lost half of them in the fire. <laughs> He's like, and then my mom threw another part away. So like, yeah, my dad's got yeah. a little bit left. Yeah, yeah. All right, what, uh, what do you guys say we come back tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Dave, uh, you'll be able to make it back uh, tomorrow on Thursday from Minute 99. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so this was Minute 98. And until tomorrow, who watches The Watchmen? We, we do. do. We do. Watchmen are over. Oh.